Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another Experts Podcast where we get to talk to the experts and the <laughs> media. How are you, Lana Hill? I'm very good, Nikkei. That was a good intro and reminder to, you know, what we're just what we're doing well, here. Well, we sometimes assume that people know what we're talking <laughs> we about. Do. And it might be their very first time. That's right. On the podcast. What a great time to jump in. And I feel so sorry for those that have many times <laughs> listening to this podcast. You've had to put up with me and <laughs> Lana Hill. And me and that laugh. My yeah. apologies. Yes. Well, we are. But look, you know what? It's time to have a chat to another expert and have a chat to someone who connects people. Yes. Brings people together. Can't wait. You know, finding your tribe is, yep. is what we're after. And we're going to chat to an expert. Her name's Karina Chapman. She's coming out of the lovely, gorgeous South Australia. Karina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nick. Lovely to be here. Oh, it's good to have you. And look, I think, Karina, it's it's an interesting time when in, in coming out of a pandemic, and sorry, we shouldn't say coming out of it, we're still right slap bang in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, mm. Connecting with people, engaging people, relationships, connections. Has it been a bit of a challenging time for us uh, over the last 18 months? Absolutely, it has, yes. I find that the more that people are staying at home, the less social they're feeling like being once they actually can get out and about. So suddenly we're connecting kind of with maybe one or two people and not our normal amount of people that we would see um, in a regular year. <laughs> so I think by staying at home at a bit further and a bit longer than normal, we're becoming a bit agoraphobic. And not going out and connecting with people as much as we would. It certainly feels like that, doesn't it, Lana? It does. And that is funny you use that word, um, agoraphobic, Karina. It's actually, it's one of those words you don't hear too often in a normal year, really. But I Mm -hmm. am talking to people about that particular issue more and more. People are actually getting a bit scared and and cautious to leave their homes. What's the definition of agoraphobia? I believe it's a fear of leaving your house, isn't it, Karina? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's just crazy all the different ways that this has affected us, the pandemic has affected us. Well, it it has, and it it has been imposed by the government, and it actually has been imposed by a world global issue, health issue that that has happened there. But it it has been – I I was tending to think that it has actually got us a little closer. Let's look at the positive light first. True. Let's do that. I know it's very unusual for me to look at the positive (laughs) angle very first. You are a glasses half full man. But it's it's I I found during this period that we, my relationships with um, particularly my loved ones my my wife my two children um, has grown to another level because I don't necessarily think that you actually are conscious of the relationship when you're sort of just sort of clocking in clocking out each day heading off to work sending kids off to school being home from school it's sort of just you just get into a little bit of a a rhythm a a routine yeah but i found that this period in time has has made me stop for a minute and go hey you lot you know you're all right you're you're doing okay It's, it's it's i found karina i found i got closer to my family during this period 
I would agree. I think a lot of people have, have had that experience as well, Nick. They have felt closer to their family, to their children, to their spouse, but not quite so much to the extended friendship circle that we would normally engage with. Ah, okay. So, so the families are, you know, have the opportunity of getting closer because we are spending more time with them, but we're not spending as much time building relationships with close friends and, and even meeting new friends. I like. I think that meeting new friends um, is a really good topic, um, Karina. I know it's something that you talk about um, a lot. You know, in, in terms of what you do, is it? Don't you reckon it's quite hard for adults to to get out there and, and make new friends? And I know in the dating space. Well, Karina, that's what I was going to ask, Karina. Uh, good segue. There. Yeah, is it? Because <laughs> it, it's you know men meeting women, women meeting men, women meeting women, men meeting men. Um, you know. It, it, it has thrown its challenges, this. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting to see how many dating apps have altered what they're offering to be able to fit the new norm for everyone. So several dating sites have added a video chat where they never had that before. Ah. And, yeah, and some of them now uh, have just started to add a section that you can say whether you have been um, vaccinated for COVID or not. Oh my goodness! Well, I think that's yeah. a check. I think that's a box you got to check. <laughs> yeah. I, well, <laughs> I hope it is in the longer term. Yeah. I mean, I think there's only three three percent of us in Australia vaccinated at yeah, the but, moment. Uh, out there. But I think also too that's a mindset and it's a connection and it's also to something that you stand by. So, true, Karina. Let's let's really dive deep into this because the conscious connection there. I, I love that little line there from you, but. Describe to us, tell us, Karina, what you actually do. Is it around the dating, the connection with male and female, or sorry, partners? I won't, I won't, well, let's not, uh, yeah, uh, be gender specific, be gender specific yeah. because I, I'm, I'm actually yeah. quite fluid these days with, with all the, the different forms and different relationships <laughs> that people have. But what, what is it you actually do? Yep. So I help people to find the type of people that they're looking for to attract them into their life. So conscious connection is the way to gain awareness and knowledge about the type of people that you want to attract into your life and why, and then how to use that clear vision to connect with others and create those relationships that you really dream of, bring them into your reality. So whether it's with, you know, you're looking for a life partner and you wanted to consciously connect with a specific type of person there, or whether you're wanting to make new friendships, you might be, you know, living in a new place without as many contacts as you've had before, or even in business, you know, consciously connecting to the clients that you want to bring into your, your business or to others that maybe you want a business partnership with or create a joint venture opportunity. So conscious connection can work in lots of things because it's like a relationship revolution. It's being conscious about who it is that you're wanting to attract and then consciously looking for those people because we've got this little spot in our brain uh, that's called the, the RAS, the RASIS, and that helps you to notice things. So I don't know whether you've ever, say you've bought a new car and you've never had one particularly that brand before, and you've never even seen it, but as soon as you got that new car, you see them everywhere. Yeah. Okay. You think, how come I've never seen that car before? Now I've got one. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's the part of the brain that helps you become aware of you know, noticing what it is that you're looking for. So once you become conscious, that part of your brain actually helps you 
to attract the particular people that you want to have into your life. I love it. I love the way you have described it too, Corinna, because I think, you know, you could quite easily be pigeonholed into sort of that relationship expert for finding love or anything like that. But it's not just that. It's it's broader than that. It's about finding friendships, about finding connections within business, uh, family. It's like... It isn't just a pigeonhole. You could easily be put in that. I was just about to do that with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, conscious connection is a relationship revolution. It's a way to change how we would normally, you know, create a relationship. Normally, it's who we bump into and we just start chatting and think, oh, you're okay. And, you know, maybe I might like to be your friend or your partner. Whereas this is about being, you know, far more conscious changing the way that we're going to attract a relationship into our life so that we can have longer lasting relationships, which is what we really want in the connection, to connect for a long term. So how, how has technology changed a lot? Because I don't think there's a lot of consciousness uh, when you know people are swiping on apps or connecting sort of online. Is, is there a lack of consciousness there? Do we really, I mean, is, has that been the detriment to, to people finding love or finding a relationship or a, a friendship? Because there it just has. doesn't seem to be a lot of thinking about it at all, really, other than exactly. what they're wearing You're and right. what they look like. <laughs> You're right. And that's why it's a revolution in the way of thinking around relationships because you are being a lot more aware. So, for example, if you're looking for a new friendship circle to create, you might decide that you your core values are that you like honesty, trust, you value good humour, and you've got a specific political view, perhaps. You might want to try and find people that have those specific traits because you know you're going to share them. You might also think, well, actually, I'd really like to have someone to go for a walk with in the park or mm. to go bike riding or you know, any of your sort of interests that you have. You might want to have friends that share that as well. So it's by creating a list of what it is that you want in your core values and interests then you've got a clearer picture to begin with of what type of friend it is that you want to create. I mean, if we go back to the car, for example, you just don't look at the outside of the car and go, oh, that's a pretty one. I think I'll have that. Normally you're looking at, you know, what's the the mileage on it, what's the fuel consumption, how's the comfort, is what are the accessories. Good, yeah, good, reliable car, Karina. Is it going to yeah. do the job? <laughs> yeah. Is it, or is it going to be a lemon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, we've all had those. I'm far too superficial. <laughs> I just like the way that it looks. <laughs> but, 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 but that is that is the issue and problem with people. In particular, I'd love to hear your views on this, Karina, is that how has society moved forward? Have we advanced in this space? Because I, I, I tend to think we've gone really backwards um, it's just sort of this consumer, let's just tap in, tap this, tap that, and, and get what we want. We don't seem to be trying too hard. No, and, and that is a problem because a lot of people are fighting themselves with diminished friendship circles now. So research shows that about sort of 20 years ago, there was probably between four to six close friends that each individual would have on average, mm. whereas now... Research shows that we're down to two or three wow. close friends. And often one of those are your partner. Yep. Great stat. So I our friendship circle's shrinking. I don't feel like your partner counts. <laughs> you know I what I mean? So As either. a friend, you've got to have yeah. – you've got – your partner's your partner. You've got to have, you know, a life – don't you think, Nick? Has? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think there is a, an element of that. I think it's your most trusted 
uh, your trusted friend. circle. Well, you know, it is your yeah. inner circle, but I think you've got to if your if your partner's not your friend as well, I think you've got you've got concerns, you've got worries. I mean, but I, I know what that's you're saying. Right. As a statistic and as a number, can you add them in? Yeah. Maybe they're just bolstering up. Maybe that's fake yeah. numbers there by just adding in your partner. But I mean, I, that's I think, right. But that shows us how little friends yes. we've got and how much more we need to connect with people now. I don't think the technological thing has to be an issue, though. And Karina, this I'm being I'm cheating a bit here because it's a conversation you and I have had previously about <laughs> people using dating apps for you know, platonic friendships with people. And I know myself, someone, I won't mention who, but someone that's very close to me in my personal life has used dating apps that way. But they stipulate, I'm here for, you know, platonic friendships. I'm looking for this, this and this. But as you say, Karina, it's about being really conscious and deliberate with what you're looking for and then projecting that out there. And I know people that have, yeah, made heaps of really good friends through apps like Tinder. And it's just because they're approaching it in a much more deliberate, conscious way. Exactly. And that is becoming a lot more common. Even for those that are traveling, you'll often see on the dating apps now that they're specifying that they're you know, traveling Australia, they're here for two or three weeks. They'd love to have someone to show them around and, you know, have a drink with, catch up for dinner, get to know someone and create a friendship. So it is surprising how much the dating apps are being used for friendships now. I think it's because great. there's not a real common friendship <laughs> way to, there's no real dating apps that have jumped on the market, changed into friends only sort of zone. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it, it, maybe it, there needs to be. Well, I agree. Well, hang on, let's 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 workshop this, people, because we might be onto something here. But but all right, I take on board that that the technology might not be the demise of the relationship. But uh, again, you know, less effort, and I think that you True. know, particularly for those that are um, maybe just out there looking for sex, looking for a good time, <laughs> um, you know, they, they that, yep. that, that tends to be, from, from, from someone who doesn't use them, Yeah, I is, hear you. that's the perception that I'm yep. seeing. Certainly, yeah. But I think, you know, if, if people can use it in a way that is connecting, and I mean, let's face it, if you're down the pub these days or a club, you know, you don't really connect with anyone. No. It's, no. You, you very no. rarely break your circles. In fact, it's because you don't know if that person's an axe-wielding maniac. <laughs> um, you know, you don't know <laughs> exactly whether. Exactly right. Yeah, you just don't know. But but then again, we didn't know back in the day either. Yeah. So we made mistakes. Yeah. We did things wrong, but we got things right. And I just, I just don't think there's enough effort put in to, to just, you know, that clickbait type style button pushing. I hear you. To get an end goal. That's I think you've got true. to put more effort into relationships put because, out there. you know, it's a lot of you and it's a lot of the other person. And when they get it both together, it really will work. You're know. absolutely right there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know whether but I was It's being specific. <laughs> it is being specific, though, on what you want. So on the dating apps, you'll have those that are looking for friendships and specify that. You will have those that are looking for a relationship, and they'll often specify that. And then you do get those that are just looking for a casual relationship, which is fine if that's what they're specifying. Yeah. Because there's no reason why both, you know, male and female can't be at that stage where, you know what, I just want, you know, physical satisfaction and a night out. And I don't want a relationship. Yeah. And so if those two connect, then that's fine. I agree. Oh, it's, 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 I tell you what, if I ever enter into this world, Karina, you're the first person I'm coming <laughs> down to have a chat to because I don't want to be jumping on those apps and just pushing buttons and having a good time. I want a conscious decision. That's if it ever gets that point. Oh, crikey. I said that out loud. My wife's probably listening to this. And don't worry, Deb, I'm not going anywhere. Hey, um, but I want to have a chat to you about your book. 
because I think this yeah. is – before we talk about your media, God, and by the way, what a list of media that is. Yeah, great um, <laughs> I want to talk about your book. So it's the, the Vixen's Secret Handbook, and it's based on real-life research. Now, I love a book <laughs> that's based on real-life research. Tell us a little bit about the book. Absolutely. So I'm writing a series, actually. So the first book in the Vixen Secret Handbook series is called Adventure Vixen, A Modern Dating Tale. Love it. And I was inspired to start writing it after I became single myself in my early 40s and was a little bit over having heartbreak and love and all the emotional turmoil that goes along with relationships. So I I thought, you know, I just need some fun, lighthearted fun. And I'm going to just casually date. And if I date several at a time, well, so be it. Love this. So, I, <laughs> yeah, I started doing that. And I realised that when you date several people, it's much easier not to be emotionally entangled, especially if that's your goal, to not, you know, have a heartbreak again when you've just gone through one. So mm. it was much easier to date several people. Of course, you want to make sure that you actually like them as a person as well. But by doing that, I started having some really interesting and unusual dates. So I'd come to work and my friends would be like, oh, you know, did you go on a date last night? And I'd say, oh, yes. And, oh, we can't hear, wait to hear, you know, what's the next chapter of what's happening? And so each time that I would see them, it'd be like, oh, what dates have you gone on and what experiences have you had? And then one of them said, you know what, you should write a book. This is just, <laughs> you have so many weird dates, you need to write this down. So I thought, oh, maybe I will. Wow. So that's how it became the the series. Or actually, I thought one book to start with, but to be honest, I went on that many dates <laughs> that I had too much information. I had to write a series. Yeah. I have a funny so, feeling your friends were living vicariously through you, Karina. <laughs> I believe you might be right there, Nick. <laughs> it's such a good point, though. This, this dating multiple men, and I know you did some uh, really good media on this particular topic, Karina. It is yeah. it's something that I think, particularly the older age group, you know, the thirty-five to fifty, might be yeah. recently separated or divorced or whatever, and it's not really a mentality. I think that age group of women are, you know, they're not naturally predisposed towards that behaviour. But it's fantastic no. because you're interviewing effectively a number of suitors to see if any of them are suitable. Maybe none of them are. Who cares? Chuck them That's all in right. the bin and start start with some new ones. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, not dating a guy, even if you decide that he's not for you, there's still something that you're going to learn and this is the whole point. Exactly. From each date that you go on, you learn either a trait that you do or don't like that you would or would not like a future partner to have. So if you start compiling that list, then you really get a lot of clarity on what type of person would be the right person for you. What traits did they have? What interests do they have? That type of thing. So that's what I work with um, both one-on-one and in groups because I teach different classes on, on this as well and I've got a six-week course called Finding Mr. Right. So, so it's about finding ourselves and knowing ourselves first. Yeah. And if we're dating lots of people, then we actually learn quite quick. <sighs> and it's a faster process. You are doing you're, you're doing all the work for us and uh, <laughs> making sure for those well those that are single. But I, I love it, Karina. You're, you're actually empowering 
uh, both men and women, and yeah. particularly women who might not have seen themselves as sort of that shop around sort of thing, because they've, they've just, as you said, just come out of a relationship, don't want to, you know, break your heart again. You know, you're giving them permission to to test the waters, to go for a test drive, take yeah. that car out. You're seeing them everywhere now. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's right. go out for a test drive and see how it works. You don't have to buy straight away. That's that's beautiful. And and find out yeah. what you like. I'd, I'd, I'd really love that because, you know, as, as, a ma- as a male in late 40s um, and, if you know, in that kind of position, I don't think I'd naturally just get back out there again. I don't yep. think it would be that easy. No. I love what you've said there too, Nick, because it is about empowerment. And I know I was I was separated and, and then divorced. I'd, I was 34, I think, so coming out of a 10-year relationship. And the, the choices you made when you were in your 20s probably aren't going to be the same choices that you make in your 30s or 40s. And you do yeah. kind of have to get to know yourself again. But it is from a place of empowerment and, mm. you know, respecting the other person. It's not there's, that there's anything wrong with the other person that you might have gone on one date with and think, ah, oh, nah, you know, won't go back there again. It's just it's not for you, you know, but yep. it's about exactly. respecting yourself as well as the other person. I love it. Wonderful. Where do, yep. we, find, and, you know, where do we find these books, Karina? Keep going. But where do we find these books, by the way? <laughs> yep, so you can find them on my website, which is karinachapman.com. There's a book section there. Or you can buy them through Amazon, through um, Booktopia, Word Depository, um, all of those sort of places. And uh, yeah, so I've got several different links on my website, so it's probably easy to go there and, and find it. But I'm just in the final stages of editing the second book at the moment, which is called International Vixen. <laughs> I love Bye. it. We can live vicariously through your book because we can't be international at the moment, Karina. <laughs> exactly. That's right. I love so, it. So, yes, I like to um, – luckily I, I research rather far ahead. <laughs> I was able to do the research a few years ago before we couldn't travel. Oh, fantastic. And, and were, you, were you a typical writer? Were you someone that has loved writing from, from the early days or is this something that you had to learn? I have always loved writing, right. to be honest, and uh, uh, apparently my English teacher when I was about to leave school was like, why are you leaving? You should be doing English at university. I thought, oh, really? So <laughs> I didn't realise that, you know, I must have been uh, at the top of the class in, in writing creative writing stories. So I, I have always loved writing, and the thing was, though, doing a book was so different to writing, you know, short stories, so it was a real journey to, to learn what it was, how many words was it, how do I do the process. So, yeah, it was, it was a great opportunity. And um, I, I love having a book to sort of say, wow, you know, I've actually accomplished that and moved forward. And I've got six in the series in mind. So Ooh. number two is on the way and, yeah, four more to go. Love it. Let's watch that journey. And, look, can I just say to everyone that's listening, it's a great little message for everyone who, who if, you, if you've got something in you that you want to put out into long form, the discipline and, and, and the act of actually putting a book together is incredibly powerful, not just to express and, and, and expand your professionalism and your authority in your space, but it's just that app, that little business card-like book that is just presented in front of people that just gives you so much more authority than, than just, you know, that beautifully put together marketing piece of material to say how good you are. A book 
can yeah. be very powerful. And I think if you've got it in you, give it a go um, because it's not what's going to get you media. It's definitely, though, the, the, the act and art of doing it is going to show that you are, uh, you are the, the true thing. You, you are it in a bit. Hey, um, Karina, time to talk about your media experience here because yes. I'm just sort of going through all of this. And I know that you were part of the expert registry via Lana. Yes. You started and kicked yes. off there. Uh, we'll talk about that experience in a minute. But can I just, just quickly just round off a couple of uh, media here, Radio 2CC in Canberra, uh, The Pulse in Geelong, Hit FM, Breakfast, Territory FM, up in the NT. You'd be big up in the NT, Karina. Yes, you would. Um, <laughs> look, lots of little podcasts. How to Find Your Soulmate with Purpose podcast. Um, 102.3 Adelaide, Jody and Soda, uh, Adelaide 101.5. Oh my God, it just so it keeps much. going on. Yeah. But, um, what's that experience been like for you? Because I think, you know, I can hear it in your voice. You're a bit of a talker. You like to, to express yourself. <laughs> I think you connect. You make a conscious connection these days. Um, what, what, what has that experience been like? It's been excellent. It really has. Uh, getting to speak to different people, getting the message out there, um, it's been really enjoyable. I've enjoyed the whole process. And in fact, doing the expert registry course really gave me clarity on the type of media that I'm wanting to connect with and what different areas that you know I hadn't actually particularly thought about before that I could connect in ways that um, you know was something new. So I think that through doing the course, it gave me a lot more confidence and clarity on what direction that I wanted to take it. So I've started in the, the radio sector and I think actually I've probably done about 13 or 14 uh, radio interviews now since oh. I started and that's only in a few months, which you know, I've been really excited about. Hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, you just hit the ground running, Karina. Yeah. For, it was uh, it was great to watch. But I mean, I think that kind of volume of media is also reflective of also to the topic that you discuss. And yes. I think it's really, really important that those, you're, you're in a very hot space uh, of opportunity for media. Uh, whenever we're talking about human uh, reaction, emotions, relationships, connections, it is such a really big topic because we love hearing about it. And that that's one thing. But then the next thing is to take it to next levels. I want to ask you, Karina, around the expert registry platform and how that can, because I think you just nailed it around confidence and connection there. I think you you, you seem to have got a lot of confidence out of it. Is it because of the, the program and the, how it was put together or is it just that, oh, I, I understand how this all plays out now. Now I've got more confidence to work with the medium. I think it was a bit of both. It was handy having the worksheet to go through and some questions that really made you think about, you know, how you wanted to connect and, you know, what was the – what, what did you say in there? Big, big hairy ass dream or something that you can imagine? Uh, the biggest thing you can imagine. Uh, big, ho- big hairy you know, audacious goal. That's it. That's yeah. the one. I knew there was hairy something. I like your so. version better. Yeah. I think she was referring to me, not that. Yeah. Not that she'd know that. Oh God. No, <laughs> no. But uh, you know that was. Just, it was great to like stretch your imagination and think further. You know, you might kind of only think that, you know, your message will be you know, suitable to this particular medium or, or only going to be, you know, listened to maybe on radio rather than something that you know, could become a, a TV show or a series down the track. You don't know. So I think it really opened the possibility um, for the future of engaging with the media and also with having the confidence and clarity around how to approach them. 
Why don't and, we go- and how to put something out there. That was really helpful. Karina, I love what you just said then. One of the things Lana says all the time, you don't know what you don't know. And yes. uh, it's one of the things yeah. that Lana has imposed, particularly on us at Media Stables, because <laughs> she comes from a, a background that's not traditional media. And it's not that she's been grown up, but she keeps us level because we do tend to, even in our space, when we teach others not to use lingo, jargon, all the kind of things there, Lana keeps us a little level-headed going, hang on, hold it. We don't know <laughs> that. And, and others don't know that either. And that, I guess, at the end of the day was where Expert Registry was born. Yeah. Was actually to give people, hey, you don't know what you don't know, but you're about to hear it. You're yeah. about to find out what it's all yeah. about. And then if you can use yeah. that from there. I, I, I love that because I think you were the perfect candidate there to, to kick it off. And Absolutely. I think, I think and demonstration here of the success already is is just phenomenal. Yeah, well, the, the alignment, sorry to butt in there, Nick, but the alignment, I think, actually between what Karina does and what Expert Registry sets out to do is actually very close because it, it is about knowing what you're aiming yourself at. If you, mm. if you <laughs> don't know what the opportunity is, how can you aim yourself at something? And I think yeah, that's that was the great thing about uh, watching Karina do the program. I think, yeah, she grasped it all really quickly and the results speak for themselves. Now, Karina, you are part of Speakers Tribe in South Australia. Hello, I all am. the speakers. <laughs> we, no, we're, we're, we are big fans of speakers and the reason we're big fans of speakers is because media is big fan of speakers. Media needs speakers and more of them because yeah. speakers tend to have an area of expertise. They have a, yep. a keynote that they're looking to push out and, and, and put out there. And I think it's really important that more speakers put their hand up for media. And even if they don't think that they're up there for it, they've got to find out what it's all about. An expert registry might be a good start, yeah. but definitely get yourself involved in the media. Because when you've got a profile, I tell you what, speaking gigs start knocking on their doors. Is, is that the sense and feel that you're, you're, you're aiming for? Or is that part of the plan? Yes, it is. Definitely, because by having all of these, uh, the contacts with media, being able to save the audios, putting it onto my website, all of that is building credibility for me as an expert. Yeah. So for the future, you know, if someone's looking for me to speak somewhere, they can look at my website and think, oh, she's done this media engagement. Oh, she's spoken to them. And they're more likely to engage you for a paid position as a speaker. So I really do think that, more speakers should come on board and you've already got the skills. If you've learned how to be a speaker and you know what to do, then you really can connect well with media and that's what the media like, which is what I've learned from Lana. Oh, nice <laughs> Love it. And, and, and to top that in too, because you're part of Speakers Tribe, Sam Cawthorn I think does an amazing job developing and, and finding uh, speakers at their very early stages, those yeah. that, are, that have an inkling inside them and think, you know what, I could do this. Um, he develops and builds, right. and as a group, I think what what I do, what I'm very impressed with with Speakers Tribe is as a group, as a collective, you're so supportive of each other. I've 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 seen all the different states that run around, and I and hats off to Sam and how he prepares and puts everyone together there because uh, uh, you guys are going places. I definitely agree. Sam really, you know, gets people to hone in on what they're what their message is, you know, mm-hmm. get real clarity around their message. And once they've got that, then they learn how to deliver it. And by delivering it in the right way, you can connect with more people. Yeah. And this is the important thing. So once you've learnt those skills, it's, it's an easy step across 
towards media yeah. and to getting your voice out there. It's a really important point. If you want to be in the media, you've got to, I think, have a bit of clarity around what it is you want to say. So it, it definitely helps. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Don't go in there with not knowing what to say. I just want to be on TV. <laughs> Don't. Please do not Jumping apply in the here. background. Oh, nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah, nothing no, wrong. look, a bit of ego doesn't hurt. There's a few of them flying around. Hey, uh, Karina. We've run out of time, but I'm so pleased to have made a conscious connection with you today. <laughs> I feel it like, has been wonderful. <laughs> I feel like I have. Hey, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? They can just look me up on my website, karinachapman.com, send me a message there, and I would be happy to connect. It would be lovely. And look out for those books, Lana. They, they sound like rippers. I know. Adventure Vixen. I can't wait. Vixen. Yeah. That's sort of, it. I'll send one across. Sexy. <laughs> Please do. Well, we're gonna, no, don't bother because we'll be there in September because we're bringing Meet uh, the Media to South Australia, so we're going to uh, we're gonna catch up with you then. Going to Radelaide. Radelaide. Yeah. Let's get Radelaide. Yeah, can't and, wait. And it'll be fun. But, uh, Karina, thanks for joining us on the Experts Podcast. And thank you for listening to the Experts Podcast. We look forward to having your company again when we get to chat to another media or another expert. See you then. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.